Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I made a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Grammar Girl here. Today, we're going to talk about a grammar myth that you can never use the word that to refer to people. And then we'll get to the burning questions of whether your dog is an it or a she, and whether you can talk about a table whose legs are scratched. First, let's talk about who versus that. Many people have been taught that you should never use the pronoun that to refer to a person. That sentences such as, girls that have long hair buy more scrunchies, is wrong, and that it should be girls who have long hair by more scrunchies. I was taught that rule, but it turns out it's a myth. It's not wrong to use who, but it's also not wrong to use that. I checked a bunch of major style guides. Garner's Modern American Usage, the Chicago Manual of Style, Fowler's Modern English Usage, and the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage all say that although it's always fine to use who, it's also fine to use that. For example, it's fine to write something like, girls that have long hair buy more scrunchies. It's been done for a very long time, and the objection to it is more recent. Chaucer and Shakespeare, for example, used that to refer to people. And Merriam-Webster notes that usage writers only started objecting to it in the early 1900s. I actually crafted that particular scrunchie sentence to highlight the instance where Fowler said using that is most common. When you're writing about someone who represents a class rather than an individual person. In that sentence, girls that have long hair buy more scrunchies, we're talking about girls with long hair in general, not one specific girl. That's a little bit different from a sentence like, the girls who stole my scrunchie should give it back, in which I'm talking about very specific girls. Fowler would say that it's okay to use that in a sentence like that too, just that it's less common than doing so in a sentence where the person represents a whole class of people, like girls that have long hair, or boys that play soccer, or babies that cry. Fowler also covers instances in which you have a human and an inanimate object together. In those instances, you should clearly use that, especially when the inanimate object comes second. I enjoy spending time with boys and songs that make me happy. Now I need to mention rules versus styles. Note that although in general grammar, it's not a hard and fast rule that you must use who to refer to people, certain style guides do require it. 
For example, if you're following APA style, you are required to use who and not that to refer to humans. NetCredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com/partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules, only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life. Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. Is it RosettaStone.com/grammar? That's fifty percent off unlimited access to twenty-five language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your fifty percent off at RosettaStone.com/grammar today. And now let's move on to animals. The Associated Press provides useful guidance about animals, presumably because their writers find themselves writing about pets often enough to need clarification. The AP Stylebook recommends using the pronouns it and that for animals, unless you know the animal's sex or the animal has a name. For example, if you were writing about a cat and you didn't know much about it, you'd write something like the cat that was stuck in the tree peed on the firefighters. But if the cat had a name, you'd write something like "Fluffy, the cat who was stuck in the tree, peed on the firefighters." And if you only knew that it was a female, or you were just using pronouns, you'd write something like "The cat who was stuck in the tree meowed at her owner." Again, we have style issues to deal with. For example, APA style has different recommendations again. They want you to always use that when you refer to animals, such as cats and rats, not who. This is just a guess, but I wonder whether the APA might stick with that for animals, because unlike Associated Press writers, APA writers are most often writing about lab animals instead of pets. Regardless, it's important to remember that even though the general rules are flexible, the rules may be more rigid if you're following a specific style guide. So be sure to check. Finally, we have the strange case where we use a form of who when we're talking about inanimate objects. Whose? Since modern English doesn't have a separate possessive pronoun for inanimate objects, we use whose for both people and things. We can talk about the man whose legs were broken and the table whose legs were broken. 
both are fine. Occasionally, people think or have been taught that they can't use whos for objects, but the style guides are clear that it's fine. In fact, Merriam-Webster says, quote, "The notion that whos may not properly be used of anything except persons is a superstition." Unquote. If it bothers you, though, you can always rewrite the sentence. The table whose legs were broken can become something like the table with the broken legs, or the table that had broken legs. As always, when we talk about myths and superstitions, I want you to know the facts. But it's also important to remember that there are people out there who believe the myths and superstitions. If you want to play it safe, you can stick to the fake rules. But I want you to know why you're doing it and to not spread myths yourself. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find all my articles, podcasts, and books at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.